to another episode of Beyond the Dumbbells, your snarky source for all things nutrition, fitness, wellness, and lifestyle. From damaged libidos to a-holes at your local gym <laughs> and everything in between. It's my favorite. But more to the point, life outside of where you're swinging your dumbbell. <laughs> that last piece might need a little bit of work. So it's it's anything that re- pertains to... A lot of people think that the... We talked about this before, that your healthy lifestyle needs to center around the gym. Mm-hmm. And... That's just not the case anymore. You right. know that um, if you don't get to the gym, there's still the entire the, the entire remainder of your day, your lifestyle choices, and everything that comes into your path that's mm-hmm. going to determine your health and fitness. So if people say, well, if I'm not working out, then I don't need to bother being healthy because my workout is key. So this podcast is supposed to be about those things yes. because not everybody can commit to a regular fitness regimen mm-hmm. unless you're obsessive, you know, like some of us are, <laughs> I, you know, it's my thing, but I, I recognize that most people have a lifestyle that the lifestyle has to take priority over their fitness mm-hmm. and everything falls apart. So, yes, sir. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm great. Good. I'm so great. Um, you even threw the head back. That's a serious screen. Great. So we were talking today about, um, it was, it was sometimes some of our best conversations, they would always make good content, mm-hmm. but we just don't have the mics rolling. But when it comes to today, we were talking about aging. Yes. And things change, right? <laughs> and I've seen more since heading closer towards um, 48 mm-hmm. this year. So the the looming five is always right there. And it's like I'm more hyper aware than I used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think it was probably when things started hurting more that I started paying more attention to my age. Right. But we were talking about... Um, people that try to hide their age and how long you should do it. And with females, it's probably more prevalent than males. I don't know how many guys are dying their beards and dying their hair. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't talk about it if they do do it. But with women, there's a pretty regulated routine when women want to hide their age. That's right. Hide their grays. Hide the grays, right? And if you, the reason it looks bad is because it's not all, is it because it's not all gray yet? You know, it's interesting. It's like for myself, who's, Definitely having some, some wires, some grays show up. <laughs> the grays are completely different texture and feel than my regular hair. So it's this bizarre, it's like they're a different color and then it's much thicker than my other hair. And then it's, <laughs> that's God's gift for you. It's just the craziest thing. So it's kind of like you have these, it, it's almost like grayish wires that you're trying to like hide. They want to make sure they stand exactly. out. Exactly. Where if it was the same color as your other hair, it's like you just call those flyaways, but these are gray flyaways. Scratchy grays. <laughs> so you, you don't, um, and thanks to being a small business owner, yes, you don't get out as often as you'd like to no. take care of business. No. So what's your normal uh, pace, your normal rhythm? So it's, it's months it's before months. you get to like take care of. Yes. Yeah, so women typically, Every six weeks, they have kind of like a standing appointment. Mine is every six to eight months. So I'm getting out, I think one time since I've been with my hairdresser, I made it three times in a year. But I typically am six months. That's it. So that's not you being just like conservative. That's just, well, it's your availability it's, and your timing. Exactly. And you chose to go to a person that's like 40 miles away. Oh, yeah. So it's not like going down the street and having your your bestie 
hair person right here. Exactly. So that factors into it too. Yes. And with her too, with uh, my girl, she knows what my schedule's like. So she's the first person that actually does a service that allows me, I probably take it, I'm sure you can agree on this. I probably take it a couple weeks too long where it's like, you start to hear me complain a little bit more like, oh my gosh, you know, it's not only the grays popping in, but you're starting to see the highlights grow out. And mm. So you'll probably hear me before I actually make an appointment for like two to three weeks where I'm, I'm talking about it all the time. Noticing it more. Yes. But, um, my hairstylist works with me enough and actually listens to me enough where it's like, you know, what's your intent? And my intent is always that I don't have to come back every six or even for me, 12 weeks, because I just, I honestly don't have that time. It's a, it is a commitment. And how long does it take? You're spending three to four hours. Yep. Is that in the chair or is that total round trip? No, that's total round trip. That's not, that's could be worse. Oh, it definitely could. And it's crazy because it doesn't seem like if you think about 24 hours in a day, and you'd only be taking four hours every six weeks, you should be able to find that time. But like, it's not a, you know, me being stubborn or, or trying to say I don't have the time. It's, it's honestly, the time is not there. Well, ironically, uh, our dogs have better care as far as um, get, getting standing appointments. Our two dogs, we have too many schnauzers and they're at the groomer every six weeks. Yes. They get taken care of more than we do. Exactly. <laughs> That's not good. Um, they look so cute, though, with their little haircuts. <laughs> so, so as our friends get closer to 50 or mm-hmm. over 50, yep. so we're, we're associated more. It's like you can tell a really young person is in the crowd because they don't look like the rest of your old-ass friends. No. And it's because now 20-year-olds don't even look 20. I mean, Oh, it's, my gosh. They look like they're 12. Right. And because they're the oddballs in the room, yep. you're like, oh, look at that the child that's sitting over there. Yes. And that's because you're crusty. And all your friends are crusty. <laughs> and you, you start to recognize that um, people in your age bracket, they just look different, move different, mm-hmm. behave different. Forget all about the, the social positions everybody has amongst themselves. But they just don't move right. They don't look right. And when you people are obviously, they're very concerned with aging because mm-hmm. we do the superficial things. Right. Um, anything that's vanity driven from uh, Botox to chemical peels to getting your hair done. Um, fitness should be a piece of that, but fitness isn't an immediate return, like a, a stylist or a chemical oh, thing or um, New makeup or getting a, a yeah. bus lift or there, there's all these different things that people can go into and they're like, I can shave off 10 years with minimal effort right now exactly. by doing these things. And part of the conversation we were having this morning, the reason I thought it was kind of interesting, I don't know that people again, directly correlate their lifestyle with the speed at which they age. Um, I think fortunately for us, for good genes, Mm -hmm. we're able to not, I think we're still look, we're still a little ahead of what our physical age is as Mm -hmm. far as how much uh, age do you walk around with? Right. So I've, that's something I've always, we have healthy choices Mm -hmm. and, but most of it's genetics, you know, thanks mom and dad, but there's, I've still made enough bad lifestyle changes that I still carry wear and tear, but it's the um, genetics that plays a big part of it. I think having kids has a big part of it because most people have kids. They, 
add five years. Oh, absolutely. If you're lucky, if your kids are just moderately bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyone that's got like horrible kids, they look a decade older. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting about it. They say it. It's not like we're walking around <laughs> going, well, they look like garbage. They must have kids. <laughs> it's somebody saying, um, I pulled up a picture of myself before my kid is school age. And look at this. Like I've aged, my kid's five and I look 15 years older. Yep. It's like, what in the world just happened? Yep. yep. When, um, when I was in corporate, there was a point when, and I know this might have been in the origin story. There was a point where I would wake up with hair loss. Yes. And there was a point where I, the body was breaking down very fast. Mm-hmm. And it was directly correlated to stress mm-hmm. and my environment. And if I'd have stayed on that track, I would probably be a much balder man. Oh, yeah. Before you right now. But the, uh, the body's response to things will age you faster also. And this is where people don't really put into it working out it absolutely there's there's chemistry to it yes there there's the way your body responds to the stress and the way your body responds to the growth afterwards it actually is a youth factor so Mm -hmm. it's one of those fountain of youth contributors if you work out your body will stay stronger and you'll fight age yes and i know i'd mentioned this on another show it was something a doctor had had said once so i'm not quoting myself i'm quoting I don't even remember which doctor said it. Every day your body is trying to put you in the ground. Mm-hmm. Your body's designed to die. Yeah. And your behaviors are the only thing that slows it down or speeds it up. Mm-hmm. So we're going from now, how do I not look a older? Right. Which you're not just fighting natural genetic aging, you're fighting your lifestyles and your behaviors. Mm-hmm. So if you are in the in the the lifestyle where I drink every weekend, I overindulge maybe once every week and a half, every two weeks, mm-hmm. but there doesn't go um, two weekends out of every month. I probably had more to drink than I should have. Right. Or I smoke a little bit more than I should have because yeah. of stress or I, I stay out in the sun too much mm-hmm. because uh, I just do yard work or whatever it is. But yeah. all those things over the course of time are going to accumulate and create oxidative stress in the body, mm-hmm. which is going to break down cells, break down the way your cells repair themselves. And there's there's more of a geeky conversation with telomeres and you know getting into your actual DNA and how these things actually will reflect but if you are a genetic makeup that does pour in the sun you're going to age faster being in the sun right. or tanning booths you mm-hmm. know whatever you're doing and your skin is the first thing that's going to show it mm-hmm. obviously your skin is the reflective of the outward you but inside your body's just as banged up you just don't see it yeah your organs your tissue um, your bones, everything also indicates your age, but you can hide it if you, if you got good skin. Right. So what else do you think is more common that people do to hide their age than just actually the, the, the outward obvious, like getting your grays hidden or. I think sometimes behavior. So we know a lot of, um, so they act younger or I think it's, they act younger. So the perception is that they are. Just to, I think so. There are some people where it's like they're, they are so vibrant and full of life and positive and, you know, not to, not to that point where it's like. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's not an act. They're, they're making a choice to live a more optimistic younger life. So their behavior is very positive and upbeat and, you know, constantly on the go and, you know, kind of that it's all good mentality, but they actually mean it and live it. And I think what we see a lot as you get to 40s, 50s and beyond is people start, it's like, ugh, 
like, oh man, I did this and now I did this. And it's almost like they're grumpy about everything they've seen in life, focusing on the negative and the bad. And then you have people that are like, I've learned from this. I've grown from this. I love my life. Each year it gets better and better. And then you find out they're 50 and in your mind, you're like, oh my gosh, your, your behavior and the way that you, our perception of you, I would have thought you were about 35. You're, you have to actively pursue that logic, that, that mm-hmm. thought process to say, I will be different. Yeah. Because it's easy for most people, myself included, you get caught up in a, uh, a mental cycle yes. where you're just, you're pessimistic instead of optimistic. Mm-hmm. You're, um, you're, you're not paying attention to the gifts. You're not living an abundant life. You're living in a scarcity life. Right. And those are the things that kind of drive worry and fear. Mm-hmm. And with worry, fear, and then anger, your body just turns into a rotten freaking shell yeah. and it shows on your face. I mean, if your face is looking like a catcher's mitt and you're still only 50 years old, yes. I mean, but you've got more wrinkles than Walter Matthau, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you, it might not all be genetics. Right. So your lifestyle is going to determine that. Exactly. We, we Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's, we've crossed paths with a lot of people who, I've seen, and this was something with you, you mentioned earlier, when you were working for corporate and you were stressed out, all of a sudden you did look your age. It was the gray hair. It was falling out. You were stressed out. And as soon as that was so gone, it was almost like you reversed your aging process because your outlook every night going to bed was, oh my gosh, I've got to do this again in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, here I am. Now I'm going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to do this. I can't believe I have to do this. And then when you quit and left... I swear that you went from looking, you know, 80, I'm just kidding, down to like you were in your 20s again. And it was just a, it was a, how you carried yourself and your skin looked different. Your hair was growing back. Like it was this bizarre, um, who was the, uh, was it Benjamin Button that did like a reverse aging reverse or something backwards, weird? yeah, age backwards. <laughs> That's, in that situation, when you, when you don't believe you have a positive outlook and you don't have hope for future, mm-hmm. um, it can tear and wear you down. Yep. And obviously we had talked before, um, I drank like it was my job. Right. So not only do you have physical stress, but then you've got drinking stress right. as well. The oxidative stress that comes out from alcohol. So just stopping that. And we've got a good friend of ours that, um, he had hit, uh, he hit a patch, uh, this year where he got really sick and mm-hmm. it was, um, he'd, he had hit the flu or something mm-hmm. and he was out of commission for like 10 days. Mm-hmm. And it was right after that event when he felt the weight of not being healthy. I right. mean, he dabbled in unhealthy behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, but once he had hit that point and he had, um, it scared the shit out of him. It scared the shit out of him. And at that point, in that moment, he stopped smoking. Mm-hmm. He stopped doing all the uh, sketchy behaviors. He stopped yep. drinking. Yep. He started prioritizing sleep. And we have noticed in the last, and this is, this guy's over 50 years old. Yeah. And we've noticed in the last four or five months, the dude looks younger. He looks so good. Just it's like getting, getting bad shit out of your life yes. has an immediate positive return. Yes. And he's, there's some supplementing with, um, collagen supplements, yeah. um, which is the, the healthy supplement, the, uh, the beauty supplement. But when you get into his, macronutrients are on point, which yes. is he's getting his vitamins in, he's getting his fish oil in, he's living an anti-inflammatory life yes. or low inflammatory life and cut out the bad. Mm-hmm. Now, 
when you're not face to face with something that scares the hell out of you, you're not driven to make better decisions. Yep. It's people that come in looking for weight loss, but the doctor hasn't had that conversation with them yet where they're like, dude, you're going to die. Yeah. And then they, they immediately about face. Mm -hmm. So our buddy that did the about face, it's the greatest testimony I've ever seen to the, it's never too late no. to start t turning back the clock. No. And to say like his, like his skin is beautiful. Like there are women that would probably want to take him in with them and be like, how can you make me look like this? And he didn't do, well, he did. It was drastic. He just flip-flopped everything in his life that he was realizing made him look and feel like absolute garbage and just cut it. There was no, no medical procedures. No, goodness, no. No crazy stuff that happened. No. Talk about the challenge because I get into positions where the only way for me to get out of a negative thought pattern mm -hmm. is to have a drink. Yeah. Okay. And it's, I don't set out to get smashed. It's mm -hmm. like, if I don't find a way to just take my focus off of this bullshit that's following people around, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to relax. It's a, it's a piss poor answer. Yeah. It's a really piss poor thing. It doesn't help that I actually enjoy drinking. Yeah. So the, there's that. Yes. But to see that this guy had done this, it's inspiring mm -hmm. because, um, People get wrapped up into their identities, which are driven by their behaviors. Right. Um, again, we see it with weight loss clients that come in and like, well, this latte is my thing. And mm -hmm. this is the only thing I'm going to hold on to. This is me. This is my identity. It's the one thing I'm not going to let go. It's my, my father who turns around and says, oh, I'm going to have two drinks a day because the doctor says I can. Right. And it's his identity. Right. And he, he drinks mm -hmm. and he aged a hundred years in the last five. Right. And you can see what stress and negativity and alcohol does to somebody um, in their 60s. Mm -hmm. And I can see what it's done to a person in their 50s when they cut those things out and how it has immediately reversed them. Yeah. And it's a slippery slope when you're going in the negative direction because it starts to, um, it's a multiplication factor that just starts to, it never slows down. No. So by the, from month one to month four, man, you kind of look a little rough. From month four to month eight, you really look like hell. Right. And then from month you know eight till the turn of the next year, you look old and mm -hmm. you feel old mm -hmm. and everything's falling apart and breaking because of your lifestyle. Right. And I'm a big person on pictures. And it's like, if you kind of wonder what your life's doing to you, and it isn't always, you know, smoking drugs and alcohol, which I think are the three things that people go to. And they're like, well, I don't, I drink in moderation, but you know, I don't smoke pot and I don't you know, smoke cigarettes and I don't vape or do whatever. And they're thinking that's enough. But if you want to know how you're aging and what your stress level in your life is doing or your, your unhappiness in your life, take a picture of yourself every couple months. One of my favorite things we did and we got off the, we got off of the um, pattern of it was we were getting our pictures taken mm -hmm. every few months. And it was like, just to see, like for us, it was more, you know, how many selfies do you want of, of you on your phone? It's nice to have something where you look really nice yeah. and you get dressed up and you make a big deal out of it. But if you take them of yourself in, in raw light, not all, you know, pretty, what, what do you call the lighting that people are using? Vanity lighting? Beauty lights, Beauty vanity lighting. lights. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's the rawness. So if your life is serving you well and you're doing well, how quickly are you aging? You know? Do you ever pay attention to those kind of things? Sure. Nope. And nobody does until it's too late. Mm -hmm. You know, when, it, when you're at your wits end and 
being able to hold on to optimism. So we'll run through a few things that I, I know it's going to help, but most people can't get out of their own way. Right. Social media introduces the opportunity for you to not be positive and optimistic. It's very rarely do I jump on any social media platform and get entertained for the short duration that I'm on there mm -hmm. and that it's worth it. Um, but when you spend time on things that don't give you any positive reinforcement or, or joy in your life, right. and I don't mean like, oh, well, when I'm on Facebook, it's my time and I enjoy it because it's downtime for me. There's yeah. nothing, nothing on Facebook. is You can't navigate that platform to where you're not seeing something that doesn't cause a heart rate spike. Exactly. Okay, so even Instagram now is starting to get to where it's like, you've got to cut out things and people in your life. So that's so disappointing. Well, it's, it, it's become what well, you follow me. They, they followed me. So I guess I'm supposed to follow them back. And it ends up being this kind of, you know, there's people in my timeline that I don't want to associate with. Right. And sometimes the behaviors, whether it's, you know, them out partying, them doing dope, them doing something else. Like I don't, this stuff doesn't need to, to be in my timeline. Right. So when you look at the, one of the first things to do to stay optimistic, and I do pray for the Amish days. I, I honest to God think that we need. Oh, I'm totally with you. Uh, go back to caveman stone age. You know, you want a podcast? It's called a newspaper. You know, I would totally embrace. I'm totally with you. Um, a blackout. Yes. Um, but when you're start, you're trying to maintain optimism and positivity. You've got to stay away from anything that's not in your immediate path. Right. When I get up in the morning and I have my wife right here and I've got my dogs right there and the sun's coming up, mm -hmm. everything is right where it needs to be. When you introduce things into your world in that moment that aren't supposed to be there, right? Right. You're a physical person in a physical world. It's not supposed to be digital influence in your life. Mm -mm. It's bad. Yes. Okay. And let's be honest, how many people can really say like you go on social media because you, you know, I do that in quotes that it's just going to be this lovely thing where nothing's going to upset you or, you know, like everybody's kumbaya. It doesn't happen. Social you go media to be, is shit. You go to be nosy about somebody, depending on who you're following. And I think a lot of people go on and they'll go straight to somebody's page that they don't like. And their hope is that something negative is going to happen. Mm. You know, it's the truth. You know, it's the truth. Or they follow somebody just to tear somebody apart. Got no time for that. No. Okay. Uh -huh. So if you, so if, First step, you don't, you don't want to age, start finding ways to stay positive. Yep. And even the most optimistic person, they can have their day wrecked by just something dumb that's tied to social media in some way. Yes. Whether it's your kids and what's going on there, it's your spouse, what's going on there, it's your job, it's something. Right. Look at social media like reading The Inquirer mm -hmm. every minute of the day. Yes. It's full of garbage. Yes. Um, and everything that's in there is a lie. Yes. So you can't really put stock in it, but you allow it to stress you out. No. So... One, stay optimistic. Get off social media. Mm -hmm. What else do you think you can do to kind of keep maintain a positive attitude throughout the day? I think that you have to have planned short breaks kind of from your day-to-day -day life. So something that you and I started doing a while ago was that on Saturday mornings, it's our time. And it's like mm -hmm. we can actually go. And it doesn't – we don't have a set time because that's too schedule We don't have a set place or what we're really going to do. But on a Saturday morning – it's our time for a few hours where we can exercise if we want to. We can go to brunch somewhere if we want to. Or we can just make some coffee, sit on our back deck, put some music on, stay off of social media, and either talk about life or not. I mean, you and I can sometimes just sit together on a cool morning drinking coffee, and it doesn't have to be word after word after word. Mm -hmm. We can just 
look at the trees, enjoy Fitz and Millie, and just be. You know my favorite part of that, and it's it's not that um, allocating time that's consistent for us each week is great, but what the greatest benefit for me is that it gives me something to look forward to during the week. So that's a little bit of that hope. There's a little bit of uh, inspiration that comes in. It's like, today sucks. It's like, Saturday's going to be cool. Oh, yeah. It's like the Saturday spark. It's like you've always got a little tiny vacation or a little Mm -hmm. tiny thing that you can recharge in the middle of. Everyone else, well, I don't know this. Most people, they just wait for opportunities to happen without planning it. Yes. I am garbage at making a calendar because I mean, I'm horrible. I've got so many empty scheduler books because I keep intending to find us a, a flow that works. But as soon as something pops up and I have to bump things, that's more stressful than being stressed out Yeah. because I, I roll and I'm very immediate. And if something's there, I attack it and get rid of it. Right. So to say that it's easy to set a time that we're going to commit to, it's not easy for me. No. And the fact that we've been able to do this now for four months, four or five months. Yeah. And it has made a world of difference. Yeah. And it's what's interesting about it. And uh, I just want to say it again to drive the point home. It's not a specific amount of time. And it's not like if there is something else that that really is more important than us getting that moment, we of course will reprioritize, but we make sure to get that time at some point. And if for some reason that we wake up on a Saturday and we have to work, it isn't a, you feel like you should work or you feel like you've got to get something done. It's that there is something that requires attention and we have to shift our time to Sunday. What we have never done over these last few months is shift it to the next weekend. We have always made sure that there's a few hours on Saturday or Sunday, mostly Saturday mornings, which is my favorite to just connect and be. And if you, you really can, and that's something I would say, pay attention to, do you really have to do something right now? Do you have to get on Facebook and respond to a message? Do you have to look at your work email? Do you have to check your voicemail? Or can you recognize that a few hour difference is is not going to be detrimental? It's habit forming. Yeah. And I'm a workaholic. It's only recently (laughs) that I've been able to put my laptop down in the evenings. Right. Before that thing was glued to me. Yeah. You know, 16 hours out of every day. Yeah. So one, you got to recognize what your patterns are. Yep. Um, recognize them, call them out, write them on a whiteboard, put them in your bathroom, but find something that you're like, this behavior needs to change because yep. it does nothing to improve my life. And if all you're doing is saying, this will help me slow down the aging process. Yes. Because you don't take time to breathe. You don't take time to walk around. You don't do walks. You don't do this. You're just totally running mm-hmm. all the time. Small business owners, this is what we do. Yeah. We run. And we run until we either have a heart attack or we hit that magic moment when we're like, the business is running itself. Yeah. Okay, so I say this tongue-in-cheek. I'm still working on it. But if you catch yourself aging more and you see yourself not looking or feeling awesome, start with what your habits are and where you spend your time. Yeah. And stay away from those MFers that, that, that they would love to know that what they do stresses you out. Yes. Uh, I want to be the one stressing people out. I'm not going to take it. I want to. I want to stress people out because they're like, "How could this? How could this lady be so positive and so full of life and always on the go with a smile on her face?" <laughs> that you want to punch her in the face. That you want to punch. <laughs> I, you know what? I hope that somebody does want to punch me in the face because they find me so positive. I I have friends that are so positive. I want to punch them in the face. I know. But and I've talked about this before. I recognize that that is off limits to take garbage to their feet. 
even if they're a, even not. if they're a person that would love to hear what you're going through just to give mm-hmm. you some positivity back yeah they're they are an out of bounds person because they've elevated themselves to that position where they're like I'm living at a higher level and yep. I don't want it All I right. think another tip just along that same lines is elevate yourself above the bullshit if you find that you're getting salty because you know, you're on a group message on Facebook that is doing nothing but causing you so much anxiety and it's so ugly and such crap. Remove yourself and don't apologize for it. That's it. Be like, you, this group is stressing me out and I don't need it. Because as you're sitting there and your heart is racing and your grays are growing in because mm-hmm. it's stressing yourself out so bad, do you get any joy from that moment? There's not a chance. Yeah. Well, and if you get joy from that moment, you might need to evaluate yourself. Well, you're getting a dopamine hit when something like that, if you are a drama-based person and you get that little chemical feedback right. from scrolling, that you actually enjoy it, yep. even though there's a negative ramification to it. Mm-hmm. All right, so we beat this one to death. So stay away from the things that you know are going to interfere with your positivity and your joy. Um, social media being the number one. Right. The other one, quickly, is your friends. Yes. And if you've got a friend that's just a life suck you know, they might need to find a back seat or you yes. need to edit them out of your life. Yep. And the exact opposite. If you have people that do, you have those friends that you just love spending time with them. Always make time to spend time with them. Like just put that as part of like our Saturday mornings, take that time and just fix, put it in your calendar and just make sure it always happens. If it fills you up. You know what? I'm going to do a positivity challenge on social media, on my platforms and anything that, <gasps> Oh my gosh, I'm going to throw it out. I'm going to do one and then I'll start it off and it will make it one of those nominate things. You're going to do a whole thing on positivity on social media. Do you know what's funny? This is going to be good. I'm going to start tagging and inviting most of the, probably the top 15 people in my timeline. Those are who I'm going to challenge because if I can get them, then every time I have to look at the social media, I'll be surrounded by that type of a behavior instead of the negative stuff. I love it. All right. So uh, on the same thread of anti-aging and what else you can do, it's a no brainer, right? Smoking and drinking. We've already talked about it. Exactly. Um, Alcohol is ingested poison and smoking is ingested chemical. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred percent, you know, it, it will tear your body down. If you can, if you're so sporadic and so rare that you want to have a social beer with your buds, go for it. I yeah. mean, I don't think that's an issue. You're not going to age rapidly, no. but if alcohol is constantly in your plans and mm-hmm. in your schedule, that is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't mean being ethically judgy. It's if you don't want to look like a saddlebag, right. you need to look at the behaviors that are going to contribute to that. Exactly. And same thing. We always say it. If you don't care, you don't care about aging, you don't care that somebody thinks you're 65 and you're 20, rock on with your bad self. There you go. Uh, diet has a major contributor, is a major contributor. If you're eating processed foods, you're yep. eating things with lots of chemicals, um, eating healthy lifestyle. We talk about weight loss and it's our gig, it's our thing just to get people into a better fitting pair of clothes, look right. great naked. But those are superficial ways that we use to cheat and manipulate people to stop putting crap in their bodies. Right. Sure, you're going to lose weight, but how would you like to live longer? Yeah. You know, being being 100 pounds overweight mm-hmm. and dropping dead in your 60s right. versus... All right, well, my coach got me to lose a bunch of weight and I actually sleep better. I feel better at my positivity. So it's all interrelated. So again, the workout isn't the centerpiece to your lifestyle and your health. Mm -hmm. It's got to be all these things that happen on the outside. And the other one is your diet. Shape shift is built on this as well. Another shameless plug, get out the processed foods. And when I say processed, 
I don't need to be geeked out that when we say process, we're not talking about humans cleaning carrots. That's not the type of process I'm talking about. We're talking about things that have non-natural man-made influences. Correct. Chemicals. Let's go to chemicals. So again, somebody else is going to try to be a geek about it. If there are things that nature didn't put there, you're not supposed to consume it. Right. And this is a, this is a whole other topic. Um, because the FDA approved something or because there is no direct link to illness or disease based mm-hmm. on something that man has produced. We've talked about glyphosate and Monsanto. It's a, um, it's a wheat herbicide. We know for a fact, well, what am I saying? I don't know crap for a fact. I read things and I take my, <laughs> I take my input from sources that I trust. So those smarter than me have tied associations to where they've gotten so close as to where they can say, well, we can't prove that it doesn't cause cancer either. Right. So that's to say, if you continue to eat things that have bad things in them over a period of time, your genetics and your body, based on all the other influences in your life, I smoke, I drink, I'm stressed, I don't sleep well. And oh, by the way, I consume foods with nitrates and chemicals and this and this. Right. Lab results are approved on perfect conditions. So when they say, hey, look, there's no direct, cor- there's no direct correlation between this chemical found in this food that's going to make somebody die. But you can't emulate millions of people with millions of different genetic makeup with millions of different associated lifestyles and say what those influences are going to look like after 20 years. Correct. It's, it's speculating. It's taking the immediate research and saying, based on what I see in this, this little Petri dish of an experiment that I'm running, we're good. You know, we tested it on 5,000 people and they all came out great. Nice job. That's point zero 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 one of the population. So now we're we're all going to start eating this way. Mm-hmm. So your processed foods, what you take in, they're also going to rapidly age you. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, right? Yep. This is your favorite topic. <laughs> I like that you can't. You truly can't even help yourself. I can't help but it. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I need to take a picture of what happens to you when processed food comes up. I get spun up. So just to bring y'all in, the he sits up very straight. <laughs> And there's this look on his face, like the eyes squint, but it's very funny. You, your posture completely changes and then you'll find something to start picking at. Stop it. It'll be, yes. It'll be like something. Yeah. It's, I'm going to film it's it. Passion. Some, it's I'm going to film passion. it sometime because the best is you won't even know I'm filming you because you'll just be. <sighs> oh, oh, oh. I know. But how many times can you say something before people don't act? How many times? It depends on the person. You're, you're the preacher standing in the middle of Vegas trying to tell everyone they're going to hell and no one's listening to you. Well, that's because in Vegas they're all drunk. That's true. And doing walk shame. That's true. All right. Um, being overweight, carrying stuff on your body and your bones that's not supposed to be there is going to age you rapidly. So don't like looking old, you need to lose weight. Yeah. Um, and let's just go by BMI. Let's say that if guys, if you're over 20% and girls are over 25, you need to pay attention to your waistline. It's going to negatively affect you over time. Yeah, it's. A, I wish it wasn't the truth, but it's the truth. Not vanity. I'm not fat shaming. I'm telling you, I also got truth. You're going to die from something horrible because you can't take care of yourself. Yes. There you go. Uh, and then here's my favorite: stress. Stress is a big one. You've yep. got to find ways to breathe and relax and enjoy life and the little cutouts like what we were talking about in your week that yep. give you hope and give you things to look forward to, and uh, optimism. Mm-hmm. This is optimism is a hard one to create organically. Yeah. Um, if we're in the right setting, I can switch out of funk in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know I'm capable of it. Mm-hmm. 
but it's the ability to breathe clean air in the middle of a foggy room. Yeah. You know, so it's like, uh, if I'm stuck in my current situation, I'm going to keep breathing this crappy air. I've got to step outside of the mm-hmm. space, get fresh air, and then I'm completely different. Oh, yeah. That's very easy to do. Our favorite place in the entire world is Jamaica. So mm-hmm. it's very easy to do when that plane door opens and you're breathing in Jamaican air. It's not that easy to do when you're sitting at wherever it is you work and you're feeling the stress of everything and it's like you can't escape it. But just that quick change of scenery where you can just step outside for a second or leave the room you're in or take a deep breath, it really can change everything. Tony Robbins, um, we did the Unleash the Power Within and there he did an exercise where you just kind of transport yourself and you can, there's, if I take you mm-hmm. and I put you in the middle of a most stressful situation yep. and then I put you in the middle of Jamaica, uh, Jamaican beach, mm-hmm. it's the same person. Yeah. Just because the, if you closed your eyes in both, it doesn't matter where you're standing. No. So the idea that you can't change your circumstance just because your physical body's there, the, it's how you perceive your surroundings that yeah. makes you feel different. Mm-hmm. And, but if you allow the external surroundings to influence you negatively, because I'm sure you can get stressed out in Jamaica if you went looking for it. I think I think I could get stressed out in any environment in the entire world if I went looking for something to get all pissed about. But in certain spaces, you choose not to allow yourself yes. to go there. Unless there was boy band songs on, then nothing will stress me out no matter where I am. Oh. I know. Yeah, me too. Which was also part of our conversation this morning. Not true. It's like, just put in sync on. I'll be good. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> um. And then I think the other thing just with aging is um, you do what you need to do. There's, if it's, you need to go highlight your hair or you need to put some makeup on or you need to update your wardrobe and that's what makes you happy and somebody else has an opinion about it. Their opinion doesn't matter. My whole thing with um, that I've always said with wherever you invest your money, if you cry broke and you go to your family and friends and you beg for money and you take that money and go get your hair highlighted, you might have a problem. I mean, I would probably say that's not... I'm not going to use any words. That's not the best thing to do. But if it makes you happy and there's there's so much controversy all the time on makeup and hair and everything else, but it's like you've got to... You do need to... You need to do you, and I don't say that loosely, but if it makes you happy and it brings you joy and somebody else doesn't like it, that's their problem. And if you understand that there are risks with everything, I mean, nail polish was getting a really, really bad rap for a while. If you understand the risks and you're comfortable doing it, go for it. Elevate your state. Exactly. The um, the only other thing we didn't cover on, and I don't want to talk this to death, which I, I think I already have, is hormones come into play. And when we talk about the the diet and processed foods and we talk about stress, one of the things that all that breaks down is your hormones, right? right? Your hormones can get a swing based on your external influences can make internal changes. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it. um, One of the things that is starting to affect me now affects all guys once they get older. Uh, It's not ED. I'm not going there. (laughs) I just started to sound like a a Cialis commercial. Um, Is uh, when your testosterone dips, and most people think that the only time you would do hormone therapy, and when I was younger, let's just say five, even five years ago, I was adamant, you don't mess with the body's ability to create its own chemistry. Don't monkey with it. But as I've gotten older, I've seen that even the most positive lifestyles Mm -hmm. 
can't fight the what happens when you age. Right. So in guys, testosterone doesn't just um, it just doesn't correlate to sex drive and libido. It does, of course, but there are other things. Number one being your ability to heal, right? Your ability to recover, your ability to maintain muscle mass, and it's only these last this last year that I've started the conversation has come up more and more about hormone therapy mm-hmm. and um, hormone therapy. When you're 19, it's, it's driven by, I want to get big and I, it's a vanity driven. But right. when you get older females too, because there's more chemistry going on, that's going to make you feel optimal. So if you are in a position where no matter how positive a lifestyle you're living, you still don't feel like yourself or you still don't feel like you're um, making any headway, right. you might need to get hormones checked mm-hmm. um, because if you've done enough external damage, the hormones will be affected and they don't bounce back as well when you get older. Right. So uh, estrogen, testosterone, estradiol, your vitamin D, your zinc levels, there's all these factors, cortisol levels, You know, stress can reduce the production of hormones mm-hmm. or your sex hormones. But if you don't maintain those and don't know what they are, you're also going to be susceptible to mood swings, irritability, anger, frustration, and then aging, which is what we're talking about. So guys and gals have a good uh, understanding and check regularly what your sex hormones and your profile looks like. And I'm going to be honest, as if I continue to go on the path, the best anti-aging is to have super dense bones and as much muscle on your body as you can when you're Mm -hmm. heading into your older years. Mm If you can hit 60, 65 years old and you're still lifting and you're still putting on muscle, you're going to age very well. Yes. The only thing you have to worry about is staying flexible. Yep. But as soon as you lose muscle mass, bone density, and then you progressively get older, you will not withstand the things that are coming your way. Mm-hmm. And guess what? If you're carrying a ton of weight, you've got no muscle, you've got, you're going to have stressed out joints, stressed out bones. And if your nutrition sucks, you're going to have um, osteoporosis. You're going to have issues for arthritis. So if you don't pay attention to those things as you get older, you're screwed. You're mm-hmm. hardcore screwed. Mm-hmm. But guys, I mean, if, you, if you're if you not able to maintain muscle mass, you're always injured, you can't sleep, you don't feel like yourself, you may need to consider hormone therapy. And I'm not talking about slathering on freaking creams and shit. You might need to look at the extreme stuff and talk about what the next level hormone therapy looks like with which you're doing injections. You're, right. you're doing things that are going to keep you at least at a 30-year-old's level. I'm not talking Schwarzenegger. You know, Stallone type stuff. You People know, wish. It would be nice. <laughs> Dude's not so big anymore, but uh, that's what happens when you're completely off. So there, there are other avenues. If you find that you're hitting a wall and everything else isn't working, dig into what's going on on the inside. Mm-hmm. That will do you better than Botox. Yeah. Go find out your numbers. Yeah. And then Botox can wait, but yep. figure out where your hormones are sitting. Absolutely. All right. Groovy. Uh, anything else to add? No, I think I'm good. Do you feel younger? I do feel younger. I'm going to feel younger too. <laughs> I'm going to feel younger as soon as I get off. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. As soon as I put my mascara on. That's right. Brilliant. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, hopefully this hopefully this uh, resonates. Yeah. I love it. This is a good topic. I'm glad we um, took time to talk about this one with, with y'all instead of just with each other. Exactly. Y'all. All right. Guys, if you guys are loving the show, um, we always appreciate the support. We appreciate the comments and the feedback. Uh, please share. Yes. Um, and we don't ask for this too often, but drop a review. Yeah, that'd be um, awesome. Thank you. That would be really great. Um, I think we're heading up on 50th show, so we're going to have to find uh, some fun guests to get on number 50. Oh, that'd be um, good. I have some ideas. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So thank you, guys. We love you. Thank you. That's it. All right. All right. Later.